everybody, and welcome back to Team Brown Podcast. Uh, this is episode six, and it is our New Year's edition episode. And so uh, we just wanted to wish you first and foremost a happy new year. Uh, we hope it's a reset. We hope it's a way for you to look at uh, things that went well, things that didn't go well, uh, and be able to just reflect on that and then adjust and, and change. And so um, we wish you and your family a, a happy new year. And uh, so this is our New Year's episode. And uh, of course, we're having fun. This is Team Brown Podcast, Jeremy and Erica. And we, uh, just a recap from the last five episodes is that uh, we had uh, went through divorce with each other, got remarried. And that's the motivation for this podcast is to help people who have gone through uh, broken times or busted times or places that are dark. And uh, we wanna be able to walk with people through that and um, and get feedback from you guys. And hear, hey, this I want you guys to cover this topic or how did you deal with this whenever you went through some dark times? And so uh, that's the motivation of the podcast. So interact with us, make sure that you're commenting and uh, th- showing us, uh, th- throwing us text messages so that we can um, really meet you where you're at uh, and be a support and a service to you. Um, God had us um, excited to do this or motivated us to do this uh, because of you. And so we want a chance to be able to uh, respond to that. And so, um, but welcome. And of course, uh, if you are enjoying this in the last five episodes or you're listening to us on audio, um, we just want you to share this with other folks. And we really just want to get the message out. So like it, share it, subscribe it, um, but also just uh, maybe just copy and paste a link to somebody that you love. And we want a chance to interact with them too. So, Miss um, Brown, how are things? How are you doing? Good. Lovely. All right. What's your what's your favorite New Year experience? Or kind of uh, talk to me about New Year's. How do you? What's your take on New Year's? Well, I'm thankful that it's going to be a new year, the 2022, and or that it is a new year, 2022. And we always January 1st we do our dream boards and vision boards for the year with our family and our kids, and it's something we sit down and do with them. And so that's. Yeah, we talked about that on earlier podcasts as well. Just something that is super practical where you can put in front of you the, the desires of your heart and actually share that with your family and say, we're going to stand on this and we're going to pray about it. Um, and we really want to speak life into this dead thing. Um, or we want to be able to just um, really uh, petition God. Hey, this is something that we're looking forward to this year. We really want that. And so as a family, you can unite and uh, two or more are gathered, right? And we would really want to be able to... Um, to be available. We've got our dog in here right now because it's super cold outside right now here in Houston. And so, hi, pumpkins. All right, welcome to the podcast. All right. And you've probably seen her on uh, pictures and stuff on her Facebook channel, but um, she's adorable. Um, pumpkins, you got to get down. All right, cool. So uh, that is um, that is kind of the front of this as well. I'm, um, I always like the New Year's season because of the um, fireworks. And fireworks has always been my jam. And uh, I have liked fireworks as a kid. I'm a firebug. Uh, my family's probably laughing on the other side of this video right now because I've always been known for the guy who um, <laughs> anywhere I can make a fire, I make a fire. And uh, that's true of me here. I mean, we literally built a 15-foot fire pit out here uh, to put all of our dead limbs and anything else I can find to burn in our fire pit. And so, but fireworks is always my, uh, it's my thing. And so uh, on New Year's, obviously it's just uh, people shoot off fireworks, but here in the country, uh, people ball out of control when it comes to fireworks. I mean, it sounds like literally uh, like a war zone is going on in the background and it's really colorful. So um, tell folks of our first experience here in the country with fireworks. It's it's very different. 
to me, I'm like, is that gunshots? We gotta call the police. <laughs> like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what is going on? I'm, I text our neighbors often when we first moved here. I'm like, did you hear that? Is everyone okay? And because we often hear gunshots here in the country, in yeah. the woods a lot. I, whether people are target practicing or shooting deer on their property. It's not like Arizona or California where you're in a residential neighborhood and you don't hear gunshots. Like, we hear gunshots a lot and rounds of them and automatic weapons. <laughs> and so it just sounds it sounds like fireworks. It so like sure I, does, like yeah. Walk out, like, boom, 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 at, boom, boom. at first, it's kind of a jarring <laughs> shock to your system. And you're like, um, hey, we should probably, and I think we probably did call the cops a couple times just yeah. being like, hey, is, are we in a residential neighborhood <laughs> or no? Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, but no, we've we've enjoyed that experience. Um, I'm a huge like Disney sh- does a fireworks show unlike any other. I'm a big fireworks guy. So, um, it kind of just reminds me of of the good times, of the joy parts of life. And um, because uh, I'm a fire bug, God put that in me. Um, I really like the fireworks experience uh, as well. And so, that just reminds me that everything just starts fresh and, and new again. And it's it's kind of a a break right in life of like all right cool that was into the year fireworks go off you get a new year let's go and so um that's cool that's kind of our fun fireworks story for you or new year's as well uh, new year's is also a time where for a lot of people it gets super sad right i mean there we had a couple new years to where we were apart from one another mm-hmm. um and you've got that that s- sad song that they play at the ball drop and that everybody's like you know crying uh, it's, it's, I've realized that for some folks, and this might be your experience this year, where it, this isn't the happiest you know, season for you. And so we want to be sensitive to you, too, that it's not just a bunch of fun and it's not just fire and, and a good time, um, hot dogs and whatnot. But, like it's, um, but this could be a season where you're like, I'm, I miss somebody that I love or I really want something different. Um, let's just encourage you or let's, let's challenge you um, to take the first step. Uh, the, Eric has got a great podcast this week about sometimes you just need to hit play. Sometimes you just need to hit record. For us, that was, we don't know what we're doing. We just started it, right? And for you, initially, when you started things, it was about just hit record. And so without recapping her whole podcast, uh, tell, talk a little bit about, sometimes you just got to take that first action step. Yeah. Well, I think God often uses, you know, circumstances where it makes us really uncomfortable to, like, push us to the next step in life and that something had happened in my life personally like within the last five six weeks that made me really uncomfortable and it really made me question like my purpose and my calling and why am I here and what am I doing and I God I know there's more but what is it and I just really heard God say there is more but you have to be willing to do it you have to be willing to go out there put yourself out there i've already put these gifts in you i've created you for greatness but it's up to you to do something about it so for me it was how can i reach more people because right now i minister to women and i have a group where i minister to women and i meet with women one-on-one and encourage a lot of different women in their marriages and relationships and or just when they're going through hard times but was like, how can I reach more women? Well, it was creating the podcasts and doing these videos that can help more people at one time. So rather than do two one-on-ones a week, this can reach, you know, so many more people, and that's really a heart. So 
sometimes in life, yeah, you just gotta start. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta start at zero views. You gotta start at zero listeners, zero likes, and yeah. you just gotta stick with it. And just, if God called you to something, just be obedient and trust that He's gonna see you through. And that's what we're doing. We're yeah. just being faithful to the process. We're gonna keep doing these regardless of the result and we trust that God is big enough to take these where he wants them to go. Yeah, it's going to reach the people it's going to reach and, and we believe that, that that might be you. You know, if you're on the other side of this that um, that it's that God ordained it. God actually wants you to, to be um, connected to this material. So, um, yeah, we also like, that's a great metaphor for marriage, right? You're not always ready yeah. and sometimes you just got to hit record. Sometimes you just got to say, you know what? I know it's right. We're doing it. And um, let that also challenge you to where um, to take big risks, right? You, you take huge swings, um, and you can go for the fences, right? But uh, but you got to take big swings, and so uh, you're not always going to have everything ironed out and ready and right. Sometimes you just got to go, and that's not to say don't prepare and and don't uh, you know um, fertilize the soil of your your family or your marriage, and don't don't pour into your family and don't prepare. It's just, just to say, when you know it's right and God's ordained it and it's ready to go, you know, don't drag your feet. Um, we've seen so often people that we've intersected with in our life that um, they're preparing and they're preparing and they're preparing and they always want something that, but they don't do anything mm. to get that result. And it's like, man, you're always going to get the same thing you've got if you don't do something new and if you don't take big risk. And so, um, yeah, and sorry. I had that. I had that experience when we moved here. I the first year we were here, six months after we arrived, COVID happened and the whole world shut down, and the kids were out of school and we were homeschooling again. And I was really sad. You know, I didn't have any family here. We didn't know a soul when we moved to Texas, so no family, no friends. And I was really just feeling sorry for myself. I mean, I had Jeremy, but he doesn't want to hear all my thoughts all the time. Sure, I do. So I was like. I just felt really lonely, and I heard God say, friends aren't just going to fall from the sky to you. Like, if you want friends, if you want a community, you have to go out and get it. You have to do something about it. And so I did. I put myself out out there, and it's kind of embarrassing to talk about, but I literally asked two ladies, my friends now, Sabrina and Emily, on dates with me, really. I'm like, will you go to lunch with me or breakfast, you know? And I just had to put myself out there. I had to reach out to them. If I want friends, I had to do something about it. And I had to invite them to lunch, invite them to breakfast. And and then I created this community for women because I was alone. And I thought, I can't be the only one that feels this way here in Texas. So I created this community for women where I encourage women daily. And now we have 114 women in the group that I just encourage daily. And I meet with a lot of them one-on-one. And... That's kind of just how it starts. It's you. It starts with you doing something about it. Right. Well, and and you have an experience where there's been people within that group where um, kind of like us, right? They're away from their comfort zone or their home, and they need community, and they want community too. And maybe they haven't taken that first action step, but they need somebody like you to be able to come and intersect uh, and just be available and, and offer something uh, of community to them, right? And sometimes, like... Sometimes it's good to receive, right? You're the recipient of ministry, and, and we find that often with church. If you're not in the in the in the mix with the church, or you're not serving, or you're in leadership, like you're the, often the recipient of church, and it's it's great. And you know, there's a season for that where it's really awesome. Um, but sometimes it's like that person, 
that person needs you to be the leader yeah. and that person needs community first and so this is also a challenge to say go ahead and take that first action step but um but you might be um, helping people that you don't even know or that you don't even see yeah, yeah. so um we're gonna to switch topics to a uh to an idea that we've been bouncing around back and forth with each other which is the simple life and you've seen some of the pictures of our farm life and it looks really humble um, but it's by design. We've done that intentionally. We, we did live in a really nice community in Surprise, Arizona for a season. Um, we lived in a pretty nice spot in NorCal. And, um, but this is, this is by far the most humble of those experiences um, outside of living in apartments when, in our 20s. But, uh, but it's by design. We didn't, we didn't intentionally go above and beyond our budget. Um, and we want to kind of uh, reinforce the value of that in our family. We want to share that with you. Um, not that look at us and look how awesome this is, but really just to say that it can look different than the rat race of getting all the things mm -hmm. um, and incurring all the debt and getting the biggest things and the nicest and newest things. Um, but it can be this other um, alternative, and that alternative uh, creates an environment that that is established kind of on peace. And really what we were always going for was peace. Mm -hmm. So talk about that. Yeah, when we moved here, we, I mean, lowered our bills significantly, about 400 a month. We downsized our home. We got a smaller house. We relocated to a state that had more affordable living, like cost of living, and it just has really helped us, you know, take away the stressors of life financially and provide more peace as well. We don't drive fancy cars, you know, we have, we Corolla. have Toyotas and they're paid off and we try and live our life that way, like not having debt and we don't have credit cards and it just provides more peace and flexibility and freedom. and. We love having the space here, and sometimes that's necessary to relocate, to find, to downsize. We wanted to be able to live off one in income when we came here because we only had Jeremy's job transfer. I didn't have a job transfer yet. Yeah. So we needed to stay within that, those means and that budget so that there wasn't pressure on me to work, and then I had time to find a job, and that I can really focus on being mom. And it, there's just something about country life and living on a farm and being in nature that is just so amazing and peaceful and I just feel so much closer to God here like even taking care of the animals and hearing all the sounds and just being outside in his beauty every day and touching it and feeling it and hearing it it's just you just feel his presence all around you not that you couldn't in the city but I feel like it was harder there was so much noise and chaos I mean, in Marley Park, literally our wall was shared with our neighbor's garage. It was a beautiful community, but the houses are so close together and very small yards. And you got to really like your neighbors. It's just a different pace, and yeah. that's all we knew. Now, having experienced this, I mean, one day we have a dream now to have more land, you know, as much as God would give us, because it's just so amazing and beautiful. Yeah, it and it, I think it goes back to, we've lived the other side of that fence, right? We've actually, um, we've had all the debt. Uh, we've got in financial trouble in the past and um, it was ugly and it's, yeah. that's never fun. And you always, there's something um, it does to your psyche. It makes you feel less than, like I'm not living up to um, what I know I could have or like it, I don't have, I don't feel 
I'm satisfied unless I have all the stuff and the newest stuff. And like I got into that mix with like all the tech and um, even with cars for a season and like, like clothes for a while. And, and so like I, I get that. I understand um, the desire for that kind of stuff. But it, it's the paradox of with when you live more simple, you're more fulfilled. There's definitely more joy here. And same for me. In my early 20s, I had joined a company called Arbon International. I did really well in direct sales. I made it to regional vice president where they, you know, give you an allowance of $900 a month to drive a white Mercedes Benz. So I had a white Mercedes convertible. You know, I think it was a CLK 350, I think, or 320. But I, I drove that for a few years, you know, and that was a really nice vehicle. And I was making more money I've ever made in my life. I was making like 10000 a month as a yeah. single 20-something-year-old, you know, without kids. And the company went bankrupt, and I literally lost everything. Like, overnight, went from making all this money and driving this nice car to repossessing my car, foreclosing my home, like, literally lost everything. And there's just something about living the simple life and purging all the unnecessary stuff that is just more beautiful. And peaceful. You know, I would pick this any day over driving a nice car. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And not that having nice stuff is not awesome. I'd love to have the lifted tundra. Don't get me wrong. But like, um, but I think that you know, we and we've known family that um, have gone. To, my brother went to the mission field, right? And they packed up all their stuff, and I think like seventeen bins, and that's their stuff, and that's that's what they lived on for a season. And it's like. Um, when you got to pare it down to the necessities, and this is what we got, and right, and all of our stuff fit in a 24-foot moving van, and um, that is, uh, there's something, it, it really tests like what's important, like what's important in our life. Well, what's important isn't all the stuff in the truck. It's just that's how what we need to just get a, get around and get by. But what's important is the people that are in the truck. Right, and it's the family, and it's it's being able to to get to a place and know that hey, this is fun and this is peaceful, and this is a, a place where we it's our paradise, it's our getaway. Mm -hmm. And for you, that might be your backyard or your pool or whatever, but like for us, it's here, um, and it's for that season. Home is here. Home is where our family is, um, and wherever God takes us next, it'll be there too. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to um, challenge you to um, this year think about the things that are really the most valuable. And sometimes that's not the new expensive whatever. Um, sometimes it's not the newest, nicest, biggest, whatever. Um, sometimes it's this, right? And, and it's family time and it's eating food and, and just really the simplicity of getting face to face with somebody mm -hmm. and sharing coffee or, or getting uh, face to face with family and just eating a meal together and setting down all the devices and saying, uh, we love you and we care about you. And uh, let's show that face to face. Yeah, souls matter. So at the end of the day, at the end of when this is all over, it's the souls that matter. So it's people that matter, it's relationships that matter, the people that are hurting, the people that maybe people won't talk to, the ones that are judged, the ones that are criticized. Those are the ones we need to reach, you know, the ones that feel like they don't belong. Those are the ones that we are responsible to come alongside and say, hey, you know, how can I help you in this difficult time? Yeah. And that's... That's my heart, you know, is to come alongside all those that don't feel like they have a place and that they are hurting and broken. Because, you know, I've been there before. We've been in there before where sure. we felt so isolated and alone, like we didn't have anyone to turn to. And the, at the end of the day, that's what matters is, is the people that we're loving well 
and we have time in our day to actually go out and and love and serve those people. Awesome. So um, this year, love the people that God put in your ecosystem. Love the people that he's entrusted you to tell the story to. Um, love your family. Choose your family. Put them as the priority this year. Uh, we want to pray a blessing on you that God would protect your family this year um, and that God would also allow you um, to bring value to others and, and show value to your spouse and show value to your children um, in a new way, in a tangible way, um, in a way that is just um, a blessing to your family. God will honor that. Uh, we pray that he will honor that. And so um, thank you for your time today. God bless. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Um, I hope you had fun, but do you have anything else before we go? No, nope, All right, thanks for hanging with us. Mm-hmm.